0: Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Classic Gentleman's Podcast. I am your host, Nick, and we've got a pretty special episode today. Obviously, we're still in the first couple episodes, but I came across an article. There's been a lot going on in the world with the shooting in Vegas and everything else revolving around kind of men's health, men's mental health, uh, a lot of mass shootings and violence and all kind of stuff, and I think it's super relevant to my mission with the podcast and our groups and kind of outreach to men and how we can all be better together through accountability and better understanding of what we're experiencing in today's world. So the article was written by Charlie Hone. He's the author of Play It Away. He's a public speaker and he's the head of marketing at bookinabox.com. And it's basically his reflections on why this happened and why men continue to kind of go down the wrong path and have these violent episodes that lead to just awful, terrible events. So I wanted to read this just word for word, his writing, and add value to the listener and just kind of let this article uh, help build our podcast and develop our mission and help us have a better understanding of ourselves. So here it goes. The title of the article, Why the Vegas Shooting Happened and Why Men Keep Doing This. I'll never forget April 20th, 1999. I was 12 years old, sitting in art class in middle school. We were playing with clay and making sculptures. Suddenly, our principal came on over the PA. Her voice trembled. I have an important announcement to make. All teachers and students need to hear this. I will wait 60 seconds for everyone to be completely silent. The next minute was eerie. My friends and I exchanged confused looks and nervously laughed. Our teacher held her finger to her lips. Silence. The principal's voice came back onto the pa there is a shooting at columbine high school all students are to go home immediately columbine was 15 minutes away from us i remember taking the bus home and walking into my house my mom turned on the news i recognized that fence we've driven by that fence my mom knew the teacher dave saunders she substituted with him at columbine in the last 18 years we americans have experienced too many of these shootings and I want to share a few of my thoughts on why I think they keep happening. By the way, this is not a political post about guns or the media. It's a post about mental health. Over the past few years, I've found myself in the mental health space and I've learned a lot about mental illness, particularly that many in the United States really struggle in this realm and have very little support. I believe mental illness is the single greatest health crisis we will face in our lifetime. Mental illness affects every single person on the planet, whether we are personally ill or not. If we have a better understanding of what causes mental illness, we don't have to be so afraid. We can take better care of each other and prevent these tragedies from happening. Sadly, most Americans still fail to address mental illness and a massive problem. It's still taboo, still stigmatized. I was watching Jimmy Kimmel's impassioned, raw speech last night about the Vegas shootings. Like Jimmy, I felt sick and heartbroken by the tragedy. But something he said stood out to me. There's probably no way to ever know why a human being could do something like this to other human beings. Sadly, researchers know exactly why human beings do things like this. There are clear reasons and they are preventable. Why mass shootings keep happening. It's tempting to call these shooters psychopaths or pure evil or to blame the media or guns, but that absolves us of looking deeply at what each of us as individuals, family members, friends, and community members could all be getting wrong. Now. I'm not a psychiatrist, and I don't know very much about the Vegas shooter. I'm just a guy who studies mental health. Again, this is not a political post about guns, for the same reason it's not a political post about weaponized cars. It's not not as interested in the tool as I am in what causes a person to use it so destructively. Nor is this a post in defense of the shooter. What he did was beyond horrific. He is not excused from this by any stretch, though I truly feel sympathy for the shooter's brother, who seemed to be totally caught off guard, by this behavior, and now he has to deal with the aftermath for the rest of his life. The goal of this post is simply to shine a light on the root cause of men committing mass shootings. One, men in the United States are chronically lonely. Boys in the United States, just like all human beings, need touch, caring, warmth, empathy, and close relationships. But as we grow up, most of us lose those essential components of our humanity. What's worse, we have no idea How to ask for those things or admit we need them because we're afraid it will make us look weak. As a man, you might be thinking, not me, I've got drinking buddies, I play poker with the guys, I've got friends. But do you have confidants? Do you have male friends who you can actually be vulnerable with? Do you have friends whom you can confide in, be 100% yourself around, that you can hug without saying no homo? without feeling tense or uncomfortable while you're doing it? For most men, the answer is no. So we spend our time posturing instead. From an early age, we have an unhealthy ideal of masculinity that we try to live up to. Part of that ideal tells us that real men do everything on their own. Real men don't cry. Real men express anger through violence. The byproduct is isolation. Most men spend the majority of their adult lives without deeper friendships or any real sense of community not to mention a complete inability to release anger or sadness in a healthy way. There's a fantastic documentary called The Mask You Live In, which explains how boys in our society are ultimately shaped into mentally unstable adults. My friend Ryan recommended this film to me after confiding that he cried throughout the entire thing. I cried as well. Simon Sinek echoed similar insights on Glenn Beck's show. We're seeing a rise of loneliness and isolation. No one kills themselves when they're hungry. We kill ourselves when we're lonely, and we act out as well. In the 1960s, there was one school shooting. In the 1980s, there were 27. In the 1990s, there were 58. In the past decade, there have been over 120. It has nothing to do with guns. It has to do with people feeling lonely. How do we combat the loneliness that kids are feeling? All of them attack people in their own community, and all of them attack people they blame for their own loneliness. This loneliness compounds as men grow older. Without deeper friendships or a strong sense of community, the isolation is soul deadening and maddening. You are alone. Any slight from someone who you care about can feel emotionally traumatizing. After enough rejections and feeling like an outcast, you begin to believe that people are just cruel and not worth the effort. You perceive people as threats. Before we ask, how could he do such a thing? We have to understand how he felt on a daily basis. And how those feelings grew over the years. two. Men in the United States are deprived of play opportunities. You might be offended by this suggestion. How could this guy talk about play after a shooting? Play is for kids. Wrong. Homo sapiens play more than any other species. It's possible to prevent a human it's impossible to prevent a human from playing. We play shortly after we are born, and the healthiest and least stressed humans tend to play their entire lives. Play may be God's greatest gift to mankind. It's how we form friendships and learn skills and master difficult things that help us survive. Play is a release valve for stress and an outlet for creativity. Play brings us music, comedy, dance, and everything we value. Above all, play is how we bond with each other. It's how we communicate. I am safe to be around. I am not a threat. Play is how we form our deepest connections. The irony is that loneliness would not be a problem if we all got ample time to play. Not only would we have deeper friendships, we'd also have better relationships with ourselves. Play allows us to enjoy our own company. If you truly know how to play, you are rarely alone. But that is not the state of affairs in the United States. We are lonely because we don't play, and we don't play because we are alone. There is still a strong correlation with play deprivation and mental illness. When you deprive the mammals of play, it leads to chronic depression. When you deprive a human child of play, their mental and emotional health deteriorate. Play suppression has enormous health consequences. But the Vegas shooter loved to gamble. He went on cruises. That's not the type of play I'm talking about. To better understand this dynamic, we need to look at the background of another mass shooter. In 1966, Charles Whitman shot his wife and mother. Then he climbed up the tower of the University of Texas in Austin and shot 46 people. In total, he murdered 16 people at the time this was the biggest mass shooting in united states history dr Stuart brown and his team of researchers were commissioned to find out what the texas sniper had in common with other mass murders. they found the key when they looked at their childhood brown recalls none of them engaged in healthy rough and tumble play the linkages that led to charles whitman producing this this crime was an unbelievable suppression of play behavior throughout his life by a very overbearing very disturbed father in other words Healthy and joyful play must be had in order to thrive. Boys need to wrestle with their dads. They need to roughhouse with other boys. Parents and teachers need to play with their kids, but more importantly, they need to encourage those kids to go out and play, and then let them be. It's 10 o'clock, do you know where your kids are? Ever since that famous ad aired, parents have shamed each other into watching their kids like a hawk. If you let your kid walk up the street alone, you'll either get a call from another parent or the cops will pick them up. Our kids are stripped of the right to experience life on their own terms. In an effort to improve our kids' test scores and beef up their future resumes, we've stripped away nearly all their free play opportunities. Recess has been sacrificed in the name of Scantrons and pills are prescribed to the kids whose bodies and minds cry out for play. The result, a generation of the most anxious, depressed and suicidal American children on record. This is all in alignment with Dr. Peter Gray's research, who studied the rise of mental illness and the decline of play. In quotes. Over the past half century in the United States and other developed nations, children's free play with other children has declined sharply. Over the same period, anxiety, depression, suicide, feelings of helplessness, and narcissism have increased sharply in children, adolescents, and young adults. The decline in play has contributed to the rise in the psychopathology of young people. End quote. This is why I believe mental illness is the biggest health crisis of our lifetime. Because those kids will grow up into isolated adults who don't know how to play or seek out their friends when they are lonely, they are alone. In the most memorable chapter chapter of So You've Been Publicly Shamed, the author describes the research of James Gilligan, a young psychiatrist at Harvard Medical School in the 1970s. Gilligan was invited to make sense of the Massachusetts prisons and mental hospitals where he interviewed murderous inmates. He included in his notebook this heartbreaking observation, in quotes, They would all say that they themselves had died before they started killing other people. They felt dead inside. They had no capacity for feelings, no emotional feelings, or even physical feelings. Universal among the violent criminals was the fact that they were keeping a secret, a central secret. And that secret was that they felt ashamed, deeply ashamed, chronically ashamed, acutely ashamed. I have yet to see a serious act of violence that was not provoked by the experience of feeling shamed or humiliated, disrespected, and ridiculed. In quotes. All of us will face difficult times in our lives where we will experience shame, humiliation, disrespect, and ridicule. Do you know what gets us through those hard times? Do you know what stops someone from turning into a killer? Friendship. The unconditional love and support you get from the people you play with. Whenever a man commits a public act like the one in Vegas, my mind keeps replaying these three movie quotes. Harry Potter confronting Lord Voldemort. You'll never know love or friendship, and I feel sorry for you. The final line of It's a Wonderful Life. No man is a failure who has friends. And the final line of Stand By Me. I never had any friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus, does anyone? I don't know much about the Vegas shooter. Maybe he was a psychopath, but I'm betting he wasn't. Instead, I believe these three factors about him were likely true. One, he felt deeply lonely. He had no significant friendships to rely on and very few quality people he could confide in. 2. He experienced play deprivation. He didn't have joyful fun with himself or with others. 3. He carried with him a deep sense of shame. About what? I have no idea. Even though we're in the safest period in the history of civilization, these shootings will keep happening in America. They happen every single day. Guns are a part of the problem and so is the media, but there is a bigger problem. We are a culture that continually neglects the mental health of our boys and our men. The good news is that you as an individual can make a difference. Reach out to someone you think could be lonely and invite them to do something fun together. Keep inviting them. Build trust and confide in each other. Set the example of a being a safe and supportive person to be around. If you've noticed their personality has drastically changed, invite them out for several hours. Be there for them. You could save their life. So that's the end of the article by Charlie Hone, why the Vegas shooting happened and why men keep doing this. I just really thought it resonated with our mission and our goals associated with the classic gentleman's lifestyle, fitness and nutrition, trying to bring men together to be their best, whether that be in their relationships, in their love life, fitness, health, nutrition, it all ties together so that we're mentally, physically, and emotionally our best for ourselves and then for everyone around us. So I wanted to share that. I appreciate you guys listening. Charlie Hone, if you hear this, amazing article. I've shared it on multiple platforms already. I hope you guys enjoyed the reading. Check out his work. Again, he's the author of Play It Away, a book on play and how it contributes to life. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next time.